हेलो एंड वेलकम टू द थर्ड एपिसोड ऑफ बिजी नेशन धंधो टक्को रोकरो इट्स सिक्स थर्टी ए एम हियर इन मुंबई एंड इट्स रेनिंग हेविली आउट देर दिस इज रितिका एंड देर इज माई को होस्ट अभिषेक विथ मी हेलो एवरी वन and uh, this week something unparalleled has happened in the indian film industry down south rajnikanth's new movie shivaji the boss has claimed record breaking collections in the overseas market and uh, people in india are pretty crazy when it comes to rajnikanth they did all that abhishek on on his cutouts they broke coconuts in front of film i've even heard that people travel from chennai to delhi to watch the movie because you cannot get tickets of the movie in chennai <laughs> Awesome. And moving into the topics, Anil Ambani is making similar waves in the entertainment industry. Anil Dhirubhai Ambani Group has ventured into filmmaking, and this group is busy these days signing deals with various production houses and filmmakers. They have signed Farhan Akhtar, Anurag Kashyap, Anurag Basu, and they are also in process of signing a lot more others. So, Aha. Yeah. So they'll be making a uh, movies in. different genres and targeting different consumers and uh, though reliance has already got 51% stake in adlab films which is the biggest so far in industry mm-hmm. but uh, this new venture that they have now will be operated separately so in fact uh, reliance has launched something called as big boutique and big they boutique. yeah and big is like uh, we have big fm radio currently which mm-hmm. uh, reliance entertainment had launched and it is i think the biggest radio station in india uh, how so, generic can you get <laughs> big music <laughs> yeah so <laughs> okay. and then there is big flicks with big flicks they'll be launching stores and online portal that will rent movies across the country ah uh, okay with- i have a question for you here hmm. uh, you must have heard about this relatively smaller company moza bear right which is I also in distribution now small company ah, but i mean <laughs> we are talking about reliance versus any other yeah, company yeah, that's why right. hmm. these guys are selling dvds of indian movies hmm. for as less as 38 bucks hmm. vcds will cost 24 hmm. and they are reportedly buying 40% of the movie rights in india and okay. if you go to see uh, companies like uh, reliance now that you mentioned then there is 70 mm and madhouse who have modeled themselves on Netflix where you can rent movies mm-hmm. now okay. with the advent of companies like Moser Bear who developed the technology to and filed many technology patents and now that they can afford to sell you DVDs at 30 bucks <laughs> uh, how will uh, reliance and these companies survive i think the strength of reliance will be distribution as in it uh, can go to where all these company cannot go like if you see 70 mm etc uh-huh. they are only there in very few cities yeah. they have a lot of money to spend on i mean uh, yeah. the way they advertise and uh, they spend money on marketing and communication i don't think these companies would be spending that much or they had the strength to uh, spend so much so but for sure it's going to kill the pirated market which is pegged to be around 20000 crores in india mm-hmm. now it would be cheaper for us to buy a vcd than go and rent this mm, that's right also a part of big boutique i think this is never ending <laughs> <laughs> is something called as big adda and it will be india's answer to social networking sites like orkut myspace oh. so they are even launching there so now the lines will be there in all four media films television mobile internet you name it and they are there wow 
and also his brother Mukesh Bhai is not far away from making news and entertainment. Reliance Industries and Yashraj Films are in talks for a joint venture to set up multiplexes in Mumbai, in India rather. Okay. So Reliance Retail, which is an associate of Reliance Industries, they'll float a new company where Yashraj Films will hold a 26% share mm-hmm. and Reliance will lend them the space for the multiplexes. And uh, Yashraj is pretty happy because these are the people who normally squeeze the multiplexes to get more out of them out of the ticket prices so that is one of the reasons why we pay 150 rupees for a movie on a weekend sometimes 200 which three years ago we used to shell out not more than 50 bucks yeah and that makes me wonder at times that what would happen to all the people who cannot afford to go to these multiplexes because i mean everybody cannot afford the uh, 200 uh, rupees tickets for each you're an, you're an idealist aren't you <laughs> <laughs> no, no it is but, i mean see yeah. when you have a market then and you are having products there's uh, in every segment but see, two we have multiplexes only in one segment what about uh-huh. the other segment that is there See, what is there in it for the yes chopras of the world? Nothing, right? See, and also you have to keep in mind that uh, the multiplexes that you are seeing, the boom is in metros. And out of 100 theatres in India, only mm. two are multiplexes. It's a different story that they contribute to 35% of the revenues. Not very long ago, I still remember watching Dil Chata Hai with my dad in a very shady theatre. As in, a, mm. not a multiplex. I am not against multiplexes. Or I am just wondering that where do these people go and watch movies? Who well, you tell me, why would a producer care if he is getting the money back? So all the movies that are made right now hmm. are made keeping in mind the overseas market as well. That is one of they are the made only why, keeping the overseas market in mind. Yeah, that is one of the reasons why, you know, in Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, that they showed no, I, I totally playing basketball hmm. rather than cricket. Why? Because it will connect more to the audience outside. Yeah, that's right. No, I mean, uh-huh. I totally agree with that. that but uh-huh. I am just wondering that, oh, you know, okay. I mean, uh, let's take okay. the example of Mumbai. There are hardly single theatres left now. Where hmm. are these, you know, we have our Dikshawalas and Panwalas and domestic helpers. So many people. Hmm. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> and since we are talking about the uh, healthy economy of our uh, country, where <laughs> now people have loads of money to spend on going to movies, I uh-huh. hope I am not sounding like no, no, no. socialist perfect, person. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> all capitalists will come and catch my neck next time. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where was I? So, uh, there is uh, one more Indian thing which is making waves across the globe. Can you guess what is that? Oh, there are many things. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's our own Indian rupee that is making waves. Uh, it seems this year rupee has moved cent to cent against the dollar. And it is the strongest Asian currency against the greenback. In fact, it has had a 14% increase in the past 10 months. Uh-huh. And it's uh, interesting to know why it has appreciated against the dollar. You know, all these countries, Japan, China, they have helped finance the U.S. current account deficit, which is around $600 billion a year. Mm-hmm. China buys government securities from U.S. Mm-hmm. to add to their forex reserves. And in return... What does America give China? Saying that I'll invest in foreign direct investment. Hmm. So that is their lena uh, dena, give and take. Hmm. But today the U.S. economy has slowed down. The housing boom has ended. And then U.S. has stopped increasing its interest rates because it can't afford to do so. They've done it for quite a while with Alan Greenspan and now Ben Bernack. So there is very little in it for countries like China to buy more dollars from the U.S. through its bonds. Hmm. And also moreover, now you've got options like euro and yen. So the dollar has weakened. 
So now that the dollar has weakened and Indian rupee is pegged against the dollar right now, mm-hmm. the rupee has appreciated. That's because the US economy is not doing well. It's not that the rupee is doing all that well, but uh, that's the mm-hmm. cycle. No, there is one more reason to it. It's not only because dollar not doing well, it's also because India doing very well. The reason is okay. since rupee is pegged against dollar and mm-hmm. it follows a market determined floating exchange rate. And as in any market determined scenario, here too it's all about demand and supply. As we studied in economics that when supply exceeds demand, prices fall. So right. it's it's like the supply of dollars is exceeding mm-hmm. demand in India. And mm-hmm. that's because India is having an increasing influx of dollars because since our country is performing so well, uh, mm-hmm. it is attracting a lot of foreign direct investment and FIIs. And also now like we have recent IPOs of ICICI Bank and DLF. Right. So they have brought in a fresh influx of dollars. And uh, apart from this, the interest rates in India are higher than what they are in other developed economies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people invest here. A lot of uh-huh. NRIs are depositing their foreign earnings to get higher returns. So all this is bringing dollars in. And uh, another reason is that lending rates are cheaper outside because interest rates are higher in India. So many Indian firms, they borrow uh-huh. money from outside. So again, dollar comes in. And all okay. this results into a lot of dollars coming in India. That is, supply is increasing and uh-huh. demand is less. So the dollar is falling and rupee is uh, appreciating. Ah, okay. But let's take the case of textiles. Uh, earlier, they used to operate at 8 to 15% margins. And now it's come down to 2 to 6% because the rupee has appreciated against the dollar. Say, for example, in December 2006, I, as an Indian company in textiles, sell a garment to somebody in the US for $1. I get 50 rupees for it. Today, the same dollar is hovering around 40 bucks. So my cost of production is the same. I get much less today than what I would have. And the RBI is not ready to intervene because it doesn't want to curb the interest rates because the inflation will again go out of hand. And it will have to buy the currency from the market by pumping in rupees. Now, again, it will not do that because uh, it gets in a lot of uh, liquidity in the market. So how much more do you think will the rupee appreciate and how long will the textile guys keep shouting? Mm, I think that I'll go and have to ask our RBI governor <laughs> by VDT. Okay, we'll wait and see. We'll keep reading the newspapers every day for that. Uh, moving on, uh, biofuels is making a lot of noise in the investment sector. Guys like Vinod Khosla, the co-founder of Sun Microsystems, Rakesh Junjunwala, another Gonko from the Indian stock market, and people like Branson are investing millions in biofuels. In fact, uh, there's one more MNC that's going green, and that is Google. Uh, Google. Google? Yes. Google has this plan of making its entire firm carbon neutral by 2008. So uh, as a part of this endeavor, it, Google is planning to convert all its fleet into hybrid cars. And it seems that they will uh, reduce the carbon dioxide emissions by 65% than what's there in an average car. Uh, so what So what if Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Brin fly in their private jets? And neutralize everything, but... They are even investing in uh, renewable energy sources, like solar energy. It seems Google is investing its money so that they can employ data centers that will use half the energy of what a standard industry data center uses. Oh, and I thought they were only a search engine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know, at Closer Home, the Indian government has tied up with uh, Brazil, the world's largest producer of uh, biofuels. 
for the production of ethanol and a couple of companies in fact hindustan sugar invested 500 million hmm. in producing sugar and ethanol assets sugarcane and corn these are the two vegetables no <laughs> plantations <laughs> plantations yeah from where you get ethanol and uh, bharat petroleum has also entered into a joint venture with uh, petrobras the brazil steel major all this because the you know, government is currently running a pilot project in nine sugarcane growing states mm. for production of ethanol and it has made mandatory for all oil companies mm. to blend 5% ethanol with petrol by the end of 2006 but it's a different story that it did not work out on the execution level but we are mm. going that way that's mainly because we do not have that many sugarcane plantations there is a plan called as dapotara i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right and uh-huh. it is uh, one of the main plants used for cultivation of biofuels and it is uh, grown on agricultural waste land okay. so it and many companies like mahindra and mahindra are already investing in growing these plants so reliance has invested a huge amount for cultivating this uh, japotara and they mix this in a uh, petrol and uh-huh. then use this as a biofuel this is uh, said to be the next big thing in uh, biofuel hmm okay i think we can start another discussion on this biofuels now but it's already <laughs> 15 minutes and uh, we should wrap it up yep. so ending on this green note i think that will be all for our episode today yes log on to www.theindicast.com leave your comments there the last podcast was uh, pretty good on the comment section thank you for all those comments uh, shinod uh, vivek uh, riyan it was nice so we would like more of those have a nice day that's about it here from mumbai bye bye